On this week's episode, Lee Griffin attempts to throttle Scott and I back. No, you don't. I have um, to be here to basically throttle you guys back. Here you go again, Lee, Ooh, like on. putting everybody to sleep with your reason and logic and facts. Okay. All right. Scott Boris teaches us how to steal Ford vehicles from the 90s. In the old Scott Fords, has- in the 90s Fords, like the, the Rangers and stuff like that. They have this little switch underneath the dash. If you lose your key, just pop the dash out and just push that little switch. You're good. I'm sure all the rioters are going to love this new information. Oh, yeah. They can get free, 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 90s free old Fords for everybody. And I attempt to outshow prep Mr. Beer Pyramid Scott Boris himself. I am pretty new to the aviation world and just recently got my private, pri- private pilot's license. I've done some show prep as well uh with gin um <laughs> private pilot's license but plan to own my own airplane one day i heard <laughs> welcome to this week's episode of the Farin podcast uh as per lee griffing's request a few episodes back we are going to do introductions now my name is robert berger uh with us today is lee griffing now lee you gotta like say something like it's got to be hi okay that was good that was good and we have uh mr beer pyramid himself uh scott boris uh scott boris say something what's going on on okay uh ridiculous ridiculous exercise is over today we are just feel better though i do feel better you do you do there's a weird performance on my part but i do feel better we probably don't know who everybody is most of the time, you know? Okay. Well, yeah, it's Lee brought it up. I was editing the episode the other day that when Lee mentioned it, I, I can't remember which one it is, but it, that is important to you. And I want to try to do that for you, Lee, uh, going forward. Effort is noted. Yes. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, we are covering uh, AIM 4 4 1 5, this use of visual clearing procedures. Uh, Mr. Boris and I. Uh, had gotten into this a lot during the private pilot ACS episode, which Lee had his emergency hysterectomy and missed the first 45 minutes of ish. And Scott and I, how you doing? Cover it. Fully recovered. Fully. Yeah, a little sore though. A little what? A little sore, probably. Oh yeah, but I mean, I'm back to 100. percent I mean, I just take a little bit of extra strength Tylenol. Yeah, and that's good. That's good. Every Might four all. hours, good to go. Take aspirin. No, take no more Midol for me. No more, no more Midol. Oh, you don't need that. No more cramps. They're gone, dude. Oh, nice. Nice. So that is actually the most popular episode in the history of the podcast, which is unfortunate because Scott and I barely knew what we were talking about. Wait, that and episode has the most? Yes. That was it skyrocketed to the top and it was it's not the most proud episode I put out there. So <laughs> that, was, that was terrible. It is wow. it is by far. Maybe people just don't like list, me. Maybe you're better without me. No, I don't I haven't looked at the retention rate Lee, on the Lee, you're, always, yet. you're always dragging us down with all your information and facts. Yeah, and facts yeah. and stuff. Most of it's erroneous. Right. Yeah. You're dragging this show down like, with your facts yeah, and stuff. Most of the time like you're coming up with um, like you're coming up with like the way things should be versus the way things we do them, you know? Well, yeah, the way you do them. And that's a yeah. different level yeah. of different level of aviation. So we're going to get into probably a recurrent. So I have a recurrent training coming up this month and we've talked about it a lot, but we'll probably do an episode about it at some point. And it's one of those things where no matter how much you've been into it, no matter how many flying hours you have, you go into these events where you're kind of, you know, judged and graded and you really realize how much you don't know. And so they do oh, all yeah. scenario based stuff and like you got a departure and here's your weather. You got a destination. Here's your weather. What would you do? And like, I would have broken so many regulations. It's stupid. Now it's yeah. tough to get yourself in the mindset of a scenario because you're not actually doing it. You know, you're, you're looking at the whole flight in five minutes instead of the whole flight as it comes at you. You didn't check the weather the night before. You're checking everything in five minutes. You have to sample a several-hour flight and when you got notified of the trip. And the bottom line is um, 
I bring in what I what I know, and sometimes I fall very flat on my face, and I can be 180 degrees wrong for maybe a lot of the right reasons. But it should o- it should always be learning. But I do try to uh, bring in, I think, the idealistic aspect of be conservative and such, which is good because Scott and I do not play mm-hmm. that role no. uh, in the aviation community. Oh, no. You don't. I have um, to be here to basically throttle you guys back. Here, here you go again, Lee. Ooh, like on. putting everybody to sleep with your reason and logic and facts. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm just kidding. Lee. No, we we do need so, we do need somebody with the the knowledge and facts and reason. So. AIM four four fifteen. Um, every single flight maneuver that Scott and I discussed, uh, it you need a clearing procedure. That is. Critical, critical, critical during your check ride and it just a non-check ride flying. Um, you need to do this so you don't hit another aircraft. This is why they cover it in the AIM, the grand book of suggestions, as Scott so eloquently puts it. Uh, part A, before takeoff, prior to taxiing onto a runway or landing area in preparation for takeoff, pilots should scan the approach areas for possible landing traffic and execute the appropriate clearing maneuvers to provide them a clear view of the approach areas. This is basically, before you take off, make sure nobody's landing on the runway or across runway you're planning on taking off from, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, there's several ways you could package it, but yeah, I would... I, I kind of have a, actually, I mean, you got to think about it. So you have to think about, you still have to, in piston-powered airplanes, you're still going to do a run-up. So if you're in like in a small area and you don't have much uh, real estate really to work with, you're going to have to plan, and it takes a little bit of practice because every airport is a little bit different. You want to do, you don't want to do your run-up on the ramp. That's loud, creates, you know, maybe blowing uh, debris around and, you know, pepper in somebody's car or another airplane or a person. It's just loud and annoying. So don't do your run up on the ramp. That's a pet peeve of mine. I always do Let it at the end of the runway. Taxi as out. you should. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. It takes a little bit of planning. You, if you're going to do your run up there, you want to play the wind a little bit. You know, you want to have, you want to be, when you're doing your run up, you want to be pointed into the wind. So you have the best cooling, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and most GA airplanes, cooling is not a super huge consideration. Some, welcome back. Sometimes it could be, but you want to be pointed in the wind for your run-up. Be cognizant of what's behind you. So you could be, if there's if it's a busy airport, you may have a, another airplane behind you while you're doing your run-up. Well, you don't want to blast them either. So you kind of need to play the wind. Whatever's the most important factor, aircraft behind you, like just decency. Don't be beating the hell out of them by doing your run-up in front of them. But you don't want to be pointed like weird to the wind if it's really windy. Uh, and the cooling of the engine. So you got to play those couple factors. And then you also need to be in a position, if you don't have much real estate, where you can see landing traffic. Because as we've talked about before, you go to take off, you make your, hey, you know, um, Cessna so-and-so, uh, you know, departing runway 29 or something to that effect. Um, yeah, you're announcing to other aircraft that are on the right frequency. And they have a radio to begin with. Well, what if they don't have a radio at all? Like a J3 Cubs coming in to land. They're not going to hear you. They're going to hope that you're looking. You've cleared the final approach path for them to land. You've visually cleared it. You've looked to make sure before you take the runway and not just relied solely on that radio. So that, that that's my thing. You need to be in a position. If you're high wing, you have to think about it a little bit more. If you're low wing, yeah, you got a little bit more latitude, and maybe everything I just said isn't that big of a consideration because you have nothing impeding your view. But the token airplane of the podcast being a Cessna 150 high wing, it obscures a lot of your view. You got to plan it out if when you're approaching the end of the runway. Yeah, you try to set up so that you can see. Um, the main thing I look for, which I think is good advice, maybe you'll disagree. Uh, you want to. F- see airplanes on final and if you can't even base totally the legs yeah yeah see see as much as you can really look in that direction look look straight out of the runway and then you know towards base and i would final or uh base and uh but that can be challenging right if 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 it's a really windy day and you're trying to play the wind 
So you're not, you're not beating the hell out of something behind you or beating well, the, hell out of the airplane. I usually give it give it kind of a turn, just turn the, the plane a little bit back and forth as you're getting ready to do it, so you can see in that direction. Kind of a sweep, you know. Yeah, give your you know, give a little sweep. Yeah, I guess until you turn into the wind. I guess I mean maybe that warrants since this this is a good um a good technique you guys are talking I think I know what you guys are talking about I mean is there a way you could maybe walk through the steps of this sweep like what you're actually doing with the airplane with the brakes with the power Well okay so if I'm coming up towards the end of the runway to the point where I'm getting ready to do a run up I'll give a little left rudder then give a little more right rudder back, you know, give, turn it to the left a little bit, to the back to the right, and just kind of look. I'm in a 150, so I got pretty good visual, you know. I could see pretty well in all directions as long as I turn the plane a little bit here and so there. Are you, can, if you were to put it into degrees of nose movement, like are you going like 15 degrees to the left and then 30 degrees back to the right to do this sweep? Probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah, roughly. roughly, And so this is before you do your run-up or after you do your run-up trying to take the runway? Before the run-up. And then then after the run-up. So what's the sweep doing for you? If I can't see... What's it doing for you before the run-up? Well, okay, I'm, I'm talking about runways that don't... Runways I'm talking about don't have like a like a turnaround at the end. So I'm kind of on the runway while I'm doing the run up, you know? So I want to make sure there's nobody coming in. Okay. And the sweep, I would describe it as, as the airplane sits, like you kind of finish your run up, you're about to take off. You, you look everywhere you can where it's sitting at that point and make sure there's nothing. And then you notice Okay, my blind spots are here, and you move the airplane, start turning it, and then that opens up some of the blind spots that you may have had, and then it may create new blind spots. But you already cleared those blind spots while you were stationary or semi. While you were while you were stationary or semi-stationary, and then so then you have that in your mind. Okay, that area is clear. It's about to be obstructed once I turn the airplane a little bit but that's going to uncover a blind spot I have when you're sitting still or nearly stationary. And then you've effectively cleared the area. Then even though you can't see every single spot at the exact same time, you've done a kind of a sweep scan of that final and base leg area of where people might be coming in. And if there's crossing multiple crossing runways, the, the finals and bases of the other runways that might be a conflict as well. If people aren't using the same runway as you. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're, yeah. I mean, that's the best way to do it. I mean, so, so you have a little, so I would just say one word of caution maybe is if you're in certain airplanes in the 150, it's easy to do because it kind of have, has a, a weaker nose gear to rudder linkage. You want to have some forward movement. You know, you can kind of crank on those a little bit while they're stationary even so that as soon as you're moving at all, you're turning. And some airplanes yeah. that have a stronger, yeah. that can be tough on the nose gear linkage and cables and stuff like that. 150's got a bit of a delay. Yeah, it's like well, spring-loaded. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to describe. But yeah, yeah. if you're like in a Piper Warrior, pretty weak spring. you don't want to yeah. jam on a rudder pedal before you're moving. That's, I mean, that you, you just don't want to do that because you're stressing everything out. And in 150, you can do that. And in 172, you can do that. Uh, 182, I don't know, but I assume you probably can. But in most Pipers, they have a very uh, stiff connection. So if you're doing the sweep, which is a great technique um, to clear the area um, before you're t- taking the runway, um, taking the runway for departure, um, just have a little bit of forward movement. As soon as you have any forward movement at all, you can press on that pedal basically as hard as you want. Um, and your instructor will tell you if you're not, if it's, if it's too much. Um, but I, the, the only other question I wanted to ask is where at would you guys then make your departure call? Do you have any, um, cause that's a backstop for a lot of pilots. They rely almost too much on that radio call to bail them out of trouble, uh, trouble. So where at in this process, would you guys be thinking about doing a, your departure call? 
What's what's the what what's the departure call? Right, of course, yeah. That, and so, and and that's a perfect point, though. You're dealing with you that's know, something uh, that like, airport is that something that airliners do? Just if you're flying. Scott's airport is typically it has what does it have? It has a frequency, but nobody uses it because <laughs> this is a general self yeah, announce. Yeah, it's one twenty two nine. Yeah. What's so, that? A, a if I'm at common a, traffic advisory frequency, that's what they call it, right? If I'm if I'm at your place, Scott, I I don't do one. You just it's kind of the airport standard. There is there's not enough traffic. You just look because yeah, chances are if if there's randomly somebody else, they're not going to probably be calling in anyway. Um, if a little busier airport than that, like but still not that busy, I'm gonna probably just do the call as I'm doing the turn sweep, kind of all at once. And then if it's a busier airport, I'm probably going to make the call um, and and pause, you know, make that call first to try to to alleviate anything that I potentially missed and then have a conversation prior to me moving my aircraft into a potentially um, bad situation. I'm going to make the call earlier. So it really just depends on the the, the frequency of and how crowded an airport is is when I'm going to make that call. Yeah, that makes sense. And then obviously if it's towered, you're just dealing with the traffic or the tower. So it's just, you're talking with them. Yeah. Which is still, even though it's controlled airspace and they're saying, Hey, you're clear to land, you're clear for takeoff. It's never a bad idea to still do your clearing stuff. Still. I mean, still do it for sure. Oh yeah. yeah I do. You never know who's having a bad day, who missed what. I you know. I do it. Makes if I'm actually if I'm anywhere other than than hind here, I'll I'll do all my radio calls. But yeah, that's the only airport I don't do it at. Yeah. Every Which, other airport. Even here, you probably into, should. It's just up. I'm just so I do. I always do them there. Out of habit from you know, I just never did it before, but Nowadays, there is more traffic coming in and out of here. Probably should do it, but yeah, you yeah probably should. Nah, yeah. If you, the listener, ever fly into eight eight Delta, you should probably just use it. Um, don't be like Scott and I. <laughs> but don't don't use like proper terminology. Just just say you're coming in. Just be like, hey, east or west. Yeah, just say hey, Hindfield coming in. Look out. Eat, coming into the east. Say what, say what color, say what color people, your plane is. Be like, I'm in a red no, plane. Most people, most people don't even know what the runway numbers are. Yeah. Without, yeah. Uh, no, they don't. Yeah. It's just grass. Say, so I'm landing to the east. Look out. Geronimo. <laughs> Come on, this, this, that's what I'll do. Clear the way. I'm in there. Is that a proper ATC glossary term, Geronimo Lee? Lee's just silent over there. He's just, he's just letting Geronimo. He's just letting us. Finish, I got nothing to say. He's letting us finish this conversation. <laughs> I can see the look on his face. He's like, I'm not, I'm not talking to these guys right now. No, I'm uh, just yeah. Go ahead, let, get it out of your system. So I, um, I did a clearing turn. I, I, I know I mentioned this in the past episode, but I heavily edited stuff out. I don't remember if this made the cut or not. Um, at Lantana, K-L-N-A, uh, down here in Florida, I was doing some CFI training, wrapping up my CFI instruction, and I was with, um, I don't even remember his name, Andy Laws, who at the time was the chief pilot at Palm Beach Flight Training. Now he's a DE up in Stewart or something. And so he was finishing me up, my CFI, and we were taking off runway 22, which is the triangle of runways if you look up K-L-N-A. And um, so we're on the, we're on one of these little offshoots and we're about to take off and I see. Offshoots called taxiways? <laughs> no, no, no. It's, the, <laughs> it's the not a, it's not a, a taxiway is the same thing, Lee. Oh, okay. Okay. No, 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 no. It's I, okay. I should go in more depth on what an off, what I'm describing as an offshoot. It is three runways in a triangle, but the triangle is not like perfectly end to end. So there's like the ends of the runway are they're going through each other. The triangle is like small, and then like it's like a first grader drew a triangle, but it's not like all the lines just go through all the other lines, and there's just like six sticks sticking out at the end of each corner. Two at the so we're on one of these. What did I described as earlier, 
An offshoot. We're at these end That's in the offshoot. controller glossary right yeah. there. We went we went off of the we went out of the lines in our coloring book here. And we're so we're about to take <laughs> off runway two two. And so there's another runway that you very soon intersect. And there was a plane landing. So I'd like throttled up, we're rolling. And uh can't see it. Scott's Trying to communicate with like, it says hieroglyphics. Like, it says looks like an infinity symbol. Jesus uh, fish. What is it's, that? It's is this a Jesus? It says eighteen n. Celebrating. Oh, oh. It's got than eighteen pieces of show prep. Uh, yeah, I read for this episode. I read eighteen pieces of uh, <laughs> aeronautical um, information. Yeah. So anyway, we're about to take off. Full throttle, you know, rolling out, and I see out of the right corner of my eye something, and I just lock up the brakes, like lock them you, up. What were you in? Oh, I think an arrow, Viper Arrow. Um, I, I forget what they had. It was whatever the complex thing they had is. I think it was an arrow. That's probably and, complex, I guess. What's yeah? What is complex? Uh, retractable gear. Uh. Kind of fun intermission to my story. Um, yeah, whatever. Flaps, flaps, controllable pitch propeller, and uh, retractable landing gear. Okay. Unless it's a seaplane, then it's only flaps. Trying to trying to yeah, be in, trying to be pop. informative here, you know. Yes, it's a good appreciate it. Good situation to jump in and give some information. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Rob anyway, losing his train of thought. Before okay, I lose my train of thought, we slammed the, the brakes, brakes, almost slid off the runway. Andy didn't know what I was. Like he's like what? Because he didn't see it. I, he was on the left side of the plane because he was. It was a CFI. He's teaching me to be CFI, so I'm flying from the right seat at this point. Um, and it was the plane was coming from our right, so I just lock up the brake and almost spin us off. I think one of the wheels went off of the runway, and he's just like, "What are you doing?" Like, and then all of a sudden, this plane goes like just right in front of us on final, and it's we we had cleared the area, we'd done everything pro- like how you should do, and. It's still at the last second, which is part of it's just Lantana is crazy airport. But it's just like keep an eye on even once you do your scan, like keep looking up and looking more. Oh, that stuff can happen. That happened to me it's once leaving uh, Port Clinton. I literally looked. I was with another pilot, too, and we we both looked. And I pulled on the runway and start going to take off and somebody literally comes right over top of us. They ended up going around, but they were coming to land. I don't know how I honestly don't know how I didn't see them. Yeah. Cause I'm fairly, it, I mean, it was like diligent. It was like, they just came out of nowhere. Like we, we looked, what type of airplane was it? I don't, you I don't remember. Scott? Yeah. This was a long time ago. This was probably, that was probably 15 years ago. Okay, Scout or uh, Rob, what kind of airplane was it that landed in front of you? Do you remember? I don't. It was just a white blur of anger. Yeah, gotcha. this this <laughs> this was a Cessna. I don't. I think it was like a one seventy two or a one eighty two, maybe if I remember right. I'm not sure. Okay. And then uh, that same day, we flew back to Hind. Again, we're coming into land, and it was there was no wind that day, so you could land from whichever direction. And there was an air coop landing from the other, the opposite direction, and we had to go around. We both went around. The air coop went around. We went around because we were headed like right at each other. But I mean, we both did the proper procedure. You turn to the right, you know. It wasn't. It wasn't like. It wasn't like anybody screwed up. It was just we were both landing at the same time, and then we saw each other. And nobody was making radio calls, so nobody knew. Well, no, no, yeah. We didn't. Yeah, so see, wow, that what a great segue into why you should make radio calls. Oh, maybe we didn't have a radio, Lee. Maybe not, but you wouldn't you wouldn't know. You you're probably still on one twenty two eight from Port Clinton. They're probably on one twenty two eight from <laughs> Norwalk or Well But I guess if you would have you know made radio calls, they you're should, probably still on the same frequency. They should have they shouldn't be landing there. They had no business landing well, there. Where? Behind. <laughs> Your place? Yeah. You can tell them not to. They should have called me and what? asked before they landed. <laughs> asked for permission. Yeah. yeah. You're, you have a public email now, right? Yeah. All, yeah. 
all clear to get a clearance into AIM yeah, Delta. You have to get AIM scottboris.com. Yep, yep. It'll be $30. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, clear to land. Yeah. <laughs> and if you need a ride, you can borrow my truck, but you have to pay $30. <laughs> yeah. Gotta put gas in it. Yeah. Gotta put gas. Yeah, you gotta put gas in it. Yeah. That's fine though. Oh god. I don't use it, so you can just bring it back when you're done with it. But does the shift knob still come off? Is that your is that your no, truck? I glued that back on. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Thank God. That's so but the ignition the ignition is broken, so I ripped the dash out and you just have to push the little switch that's underneath the dash. In the old god Fords has in the nineties Fords, like the, the Rangers and stuff like that. They have this little switch underneath the dash. If you lose your key, just pop the dash out and just push that little switch. You're good. I'm sure all the rioters are going to love this new information. Oh, yeah. They can get they free, 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 90s free old Fords for everybody. <laughs> oh, love it. Love it. Yeah. But, like but the, you bring up a good point, though, Rob. It's like it, 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 how you didn't see it come, the airplane coming. It blows my mind. Yeah, we didn't. So we have TCAS. We have TCAS in the airplane. So we can see, I mean, all the time. You know, like, yeah, ADSB is there sometimes. Maybe it's not, like, with people using four flight. TCAS is always there. If you have a transponder, we see you. If it has has just mode A and no no mode C, so no altitude reporting, we just see the target. We see you moving around. We can't can't tell where you are in relationship to us because there's no altitude reporting. If it's a mode C transponder, which pretty much everybody has, that has altitude reporting. And that's what ATC wants, TCAS, blah, blah, blah. So we see everybody around us. So we'll be sitting on the ground waiting to take off somewhere. And we'll see we'll see the traffic on final. So we'll know, like, why aren't, why aren't they clearing us to take off yet? Because and it's like, oh, yeah, it looks TCAS. It's like, oh, yeah, there's two airplanes out on final. They're not going to let us go. You just look at their altitudes and you can kind of you can't. It's hard to tell the distance they are on final. But judging by their altitude, you can typically like do the three to one rule and know about how long a final they're on. Anyways, you can see them on TCAS and see what relationship they are into you. And you'll look out on final and you still can't see them. Like I know they're there. I know about how far out they are. So I know about and I know how high they are. So I know exactly kind of where my eyes should be looking. It, t- it still takes a while to see them. And we're talking mostly big airplanes I'm, I'm looking for. 737s, others, you know, citations, business jets, stuff like that. So for like a little, like a 172 or something like a Cirrus that's kind of aerodynamic and kind of got a, a lower profile, like if you're looking kind of straight onto a Cirrus, it's, and everything's white and gray. All airplanes are white and gray, blends in with every form of, you know, sky phenomenon up there. It can, it's easy to, it's easy to not see airplanes. It's slick. It's like boats painted blue out here in the ocean with a popular color. Can't see them. Yeah. Why? It doesn't make sense, but. Yep. Viking shimmering blue. Um, Part B, climbs and descents. During climbs and descents in flight conditions, which permit visual direction of other aircraft, pilots should execute gentle banks left and right at a frequency which permits continuous visual scanning of the airspace about them. This is basically climbs and descents. This is basically covering you increase your likelihood of conflict if you're climbing or descending. Maybe. Just because if you're going the same, cruising at the same altitude, and other airplanes cruising at the same altitude, you've got to be, you've got to be on a collision course for anything to be a factor. But if one is climbing and the others and or descending or you're descending or and or climbing into somebody, then it, it creates it puts three dimensions in it, is what I'm getting at. Where airplanes not climbing or descending are in two dimensions, and it's less likely to have conflict in two dimensions than in three dimensions. Is that a fair assessment? Or yeah. I, I think I think you sold me. I think you sold me on that. I just made it up just now. So and I right. would say that was a stellar yep. job. Sounds all right. right. I'm, I'll leave it in then. I will. Uh, I'll roll with that, and I will insert that into my future teaching of other people. It's amazing what uh, some good show prep will do. Good. <laughs> it may have something to do with the fact you are creating weird blind spots because of where your trajectory is too. That might play a part in yeah. it. In it. 
because now you're going you're going down. So like let's say you're descending. Well, you can't see through the the instrument panel through the engine. So if you're looking at your trajectory where you're going, you got a huge blind spot out in front of you, which is you know the engine and the cowling and all that good stuff. So that that would probably be another another reason to really clear. Yeah, climbing you're gonna obstruct the view in front of you because your cowling comes up and you're you're blocking in like a single engine airplane. And then particularly Cessna, when you're climbing, you have the wings above you. So that's another obstruction. You are now going into airspace and you can't, you know, full view above you. And then with Piper on descents, you have the wing below you and you're descending in and you have that whole section of wing where you just see wing. If something's under your wing, you don't see it because it's a low wing. Is uh, another consideration yeah, that's pretty much what I was saying. You didn't have to really go on a bashing Piper tangent there. I did pick well, up on that. If anything, I bashed Cessna because it's well as you should. But you know, why you still got a problem with Cessna? Why you still got a problem with Cessna? All my favorite airplanes are high wing, but I'm just saying. I'm oh, just saying. Okay. Oh. All right. Part C: Straight and level. Sustained periods of straight and level flight in conditions which permit visual detection of other traffic should be broken at intervals with appropriate clearing procedures to provide effective visual scanning. Yeah, who's doing this? I'm going straight and level on a cross country. Let me bust out a, a little turn here to make sure I'm not going to hit anybody. Yeah, no. No. I'm just looking. Well, that just they may not be... If I'm doing any form of clearing turn, it's because I can't hold heading very well. That's well, not saying... the only... They're saying broken at intervals with appropriate clearing procedures. That doesn't necessarily state you got to be turning your airplane. It might just be like adjusting your head where you're sitting so that, you know. Ooh, like you, wow. That's quite an interpretation there, Robert. Like if you've got A-pillars and stuff, if you're sitting there relaxing on your cross-country sitting in the exact same spot, maybe once in a while lean over, you know, and like see that little area behind the A-pillar. Well, you should definitely be turning your head. Yeah, but this is saying appropriate clearing procedures. So I guess, yeah, clearing procedures. Yeah, okay, all right. Once again, I'm you're selling me. You're selling me good. Like back in the day, you know, I'd I'd pull the, uh, you know, you take a girl up for a flight. You know, she's sitting up there. It's her first time flying. You know, she's excited. Small airplane. And like no, she's like, only excited to be flying with you. Well, it's, right. No, and then you, another conversation. And then you drop. And then, like, you just, she, then you drop the old. Uh, never, never mind. Oh, never mind. Scott's <laughs> going. You know, you just like you know you got you got to check that. that I, was, I just won't. I won't say it. You gotta you gotta move. You know, you gotta lean over to the right. You know, to make sure there's no plane over there. Oh, sorry. You know, I got I got to check. Make sure there's nothing behind there. You know. As you whisper in your ears, like I gotta get you know my eyeballs over here so I can see past that little right. area. Yeah, you know, and it's you know it's a smooth moves. You know, wow. really you, uh, smooth. You're welcome. You're welcome to yeah. take. You're welcome to take these. Uh, all you aviators out there, yeah. <laughs> guys <laughs> and gals. Needing advice. I mean, aviation. Did, I mean, if you a lot of gr- if you get her up in your plane, you're probably good to go after that, anyway. <laughs> I mean, honestly. She's, no comment. If she's, I know some of you would be really great for this topic of conversation. What? Oh, um, I know who you're talking about. I don't know who he's talking There can about. only be only one person gets I could be talking all about. All the women. Is this we don't have a name for him yet. Zeus's no. prodigy? Yes. Yes. Mm, yes, I gotta I gotta buy a book on Greek mythology and find out more <laughs> god names, so we can assign them and tell stories more fluidly. Yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Right. Lee. Huh? I said I know who you're talking yeah. about. Right. Maybe, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. maybe someday. Probably maybe not. Some, we Probably do. not. But maybe someday. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Me? Yeah. I'll never get there. No, I know. I'll, no, yeah. No, yeah. No, 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 no. yeah. You guys are married too, so it's just over. And it, that, that's why the conversation kind of just died right there because I, I yeah. wanted to weigh in, but my wife's in the house. Like, yeah. I have paper thin walls. <laughs> well, that, and she lives, your mom listens to this too, and it's, yeah. you guys are happily married also now. Also interesting. Yeah, I have my mom ask me about uh, uh, Shit, my mom listens to this too. Damn it. So yeah, you're going to... Anyway, part D, 
Delta. Speaking of the next letter, traffic pattern. Entries into traffic patterns while descending create specific collision hazards and should be avoided. I think we beat this to death earlier. The traffic pattern some more. Is, um, is a very hazardous area. Scott, was that 19? Yes. <laughs> Scott is into this episode. 19 uh show 19 show prep pieces show prep pieces into into, into yes <laughs> 19 no that was 18 i'm sorry i was okay. 18 oh okay so the note yeah wow yeah. you're a liar that's number 18 you're a liar you're now 18 in no i just, i know i just didn't know you just did before. Look, I'll, send, I'll send you a picture okay. that it was i I read fifty. I read fifteen before we started, and then I did, I read three while we while we've been recording. I've read three. That's good. It's good. Solid. Getting back to the yeah. decade th- decade ago throwback yeah. for us, Scott. Yeah. yeah, I'm very I'm very good at math. <laughs> good, good job. <laughs> so the traffic pattern. So fifteen fifteen plus three is eighteen. Not very nice. good. Very good. Um, All right, just Scott, in the traffic Scott. pattern. Welcome back to the show. We uh, got incredibly sidetracked to the point I don't even remember where we are, um, which happens a lot on the show. We get into topics we would love to share, uh, but we we just can't for many, many reasons. So I end up editing all that out. I don't know where I'm going to have to cut it out. Um, And the reason I'm mentioning this is we are going to, at some point, go live. Um, Probably for 2021. Not probably. This is should be episode 40, unless someone's audio gets screwed up and we X this. Um, So it's 10 more episodes in 2020. And then we're going to go in some way, shape, or form a live component of the show. And if you want to be involved with that, because we re- we pre-record these, so we'll be going live in 2020, even though it's for 2021, just go to robertberger.com backslash live. Uh, as of this recording, there's nothing there, but I will be sure to set something up there um, where you can basically put in your email and get an email notification. I'll, I'll let you know as it progresses uh, how we're going to do all that. So yeah, or just go to robertberger.com and I'll put live at the top and menu or something. Click on the live button. B-E-R-G-E-R. The German way, not the sandwich way. Um, anyway, back to the episode that we are trying to cover. Uh, part E, part echo, traffic we didn't and even talk about D. We didn't even talk about D at I thought all. we already covered D. I'm no, we sure. never. We That's got where we started, the, I think, off on the tangent. Okay, so we'll start at D. Uh, traffic pattern uh, entries into traffic patterns while descending create specific collision hazards and should be avoided. You had pertinent information about this. Uh, we beat we beat this horse dead, I think, at the beginning about my Lantana experience and all that. Scott not doing any radio calls at his airport. Well, they're just specifically just saying while descending, and I do want to make the point. You know, go ahead, Scott. Feel free. If your if your family owns the airport, you don't have to do radio calls, Is right? That in the FARs, <laughs> I think that's in the FARs. Don't need somewhere. a pilot's license. Don't need to make radio yeah. calls. Just, no, it's all because it doesn't matter. It's if, your it's yours. If there's, a, if there's an incident or an accident, it's clearly not your fault. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Don't enter the traffic pattern descending, climbing. You should be established at traffic pattern altitude, which we've referenced before. That's what Rob's alluding to. We've beat a dead horse. Be at traffic pattern altitude when you're entering the traffic pattern. That's your best case for collision avoidance. That's all I want to say. And we have we have beat it, but I mean, just tying, I guess, everything together. And the traffic pattern, part D, leads into part E with traffic at VOR sites. Mm. Um, it's similar uh, all operators should emphasize the need for sustained vigilance in the vicinity of VORs and airway intersections due to the convergence of traffic. You could say the same thing about traffic patterns. The reason there's a bunch of issues in an airport traffic pattern is the same reason 
They're probably less to, in today's GPS day and age than in the past, but still some issue, and you should pay attention to it, where you have a bunch of airplanes converging around a specific point, airport, or more so in the past, still a little bit today, the VOR. It's more likely a collision happens, so you've got to be extra vigilant. Is that a... Uh, would you agree in that assessment that it is less pertinent today than it used to be um, as far as risk around VORs? Man, I don't know. I mean, probably in whole, but I mean, in the training environment, you go to somewhere like, you know, down in Florida, there's so much flight training happening. And yeah, it's still a box you need to check. So I imagine at like a busy flight school, you know, you're still going out and doing holds over VOR and stuff. But um, I'm sure... In all, it is probably less than back in the past. Yeah, back when we were all doing I would our think so, ratings, I'm sure it's most much that, less than that. Most of that's GPS. Now. Yeah, but you still have to demonstrate holds and your ability. To, I mean, we still have well, to do right, that. But there's not even in, in our stuff. There's not anybody in real life using it. Well, yeah, anybody in real have, life yeah, still we're using? talking about the training environment. Well, I understand that. Well, yeah, but, but that's you're not going to have to deal with. You're not going to have to deal with pilots in real life using that in real if you're training that is basically the same potential for collisions well right but if you're coming in somewhere are you using a vr well it depends on it depends on what you mean if you're coming in somewhere am i using a vr when's the last time you when's the last time you used a vr Oh my God! There's so much to this you don't you don't even really know what you're asking. So like, I mean, I'm gonna use a VOR like tomorrow. I mean, I use Why? a VOR multiple Why? times on every single flight. Yes, I'm yeah, using so its I. latitude longitude lines. I'm not actually tuning into it frequency wise. You see what I'm saying? It's a can of worms when like. Yeah. Like I would call that green needles. I'm not. I'm not navigating that VOR green needles, which is a whole other. It's a whole other can of worms. But yeah, we use VORs a lot to answer your question. And All flight right. training for sure does. We'll move on to keep this episode concise. Um, I did write in my notebook next to my laptop here uh, for episode ideas. Uh, is the VOR dead uh, as a future episode idea? Well, Scott's saying yes, and we can do that episode right now. Scott says it's dead. Yeah. I'm so saying it's not. We'll move on and continue on and wrap this up. Keep this. Uh, we're trying to do concise episodes again. Feedback on the episode length. We're still wasn't this supposed wasn't this supposed to be a short? Episode? I was shooting for forty five minutes. We're going a little over now. Well, um, yeah, I need to go whoa, to bed. Whoa, we got uh, reviews to read and stuff. Hold on, Scott. Yeah, Scott. All right. Well, ten minutes. So, here. No, Let's slap yourself. Up. It's gonna be more than ten. Caffeine pills, buddy. Uh, I already took enough. I gotta wrap F- this up. I don't have caffeine pills, but I have my wife's running recovery drink. Yeah, that has caffeine in it. Down that baby. Uh, this, I already have. Oh, this leads into training operations. Operations of pilot training programs are urged to adopt the following practices. One, pilots undergoing flight instruction at all levels should be requested to verbalize clearing procedures, call out clear left, right, above, or below, to instill and sustain sustain the habit of vigilance during maneuvering. And part two, high-wing airplane momentarily raise the wing in the direction of the intended turn and look. Low-wing airplane momentarily lower the wing in the direction of indicated or intended turn and look uh, and then for appropriate clearing procedures should precede the execution of all turns including chandelles, lazy eight stalls, slow flights, climbs, straight levels, spins and other combination maneuvers. That wraps up the whole section of the egg that's basically or the aim. It's basically uh, yeah we covered the high wing, low wing earlier and then all the maneuvers. That's it. You 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 check. You, you just look for other traffic. That's the main the main shtick that yeah. we, we're trying to drive to. Yep. Um, it's. I mean, this is the aviation equivalent of like looking both ways before you cross a road. I mean, that's that's really all it is. If you boil right down to it, yeah, that is uh, that's what it is. All right. 
since Scott is literally falling asleep on his desk right now, which when we go live, it's going to be great because you can watch Scott in real time. Well, it's like, in real time. It's, it's literally, it's literally ten thirty-five. Well, I I got ten thirty-six on my Mac. Ten thirty-six just switched. Yep, I agree. Oh, okay. it just it just switched. It just switched. Just switched. But I feel like any normal person would understand that ten thirty-six is all right. Time to go to. Bed. No, let's see it. For well, again, we'll touch on it again as we wrap this. We'll close the episode now, Scott. So hang in there. Okay, closing. Okay. Another right, another five minutes. Wrap up, Max. Uh, RobertBurger.com live for at some point we are going to do live. In which case, this teaser teaser you can watch Scott fall asleep at the end of the episodes live on his desk and drool. Does happen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't drool. I don't. And you can watch it all in four twenty p. See, see that that's fake. Like you were, you were legit news until the end there, and then you turned CNN. Four four eighty p. I think that's pretty accurate, Scott. Yeah, yeah, he said four twenty. You can experience Scott's high resolution internet. Nothing. The fastest internet is available. uh, Oh, it's great, Scott's home. (laughs) Scott yeah. does have the fastest internet yeah. available at his yeah. home. I do. It's very high speed. Yes. So very advanced. It's not available to the public yet, so don't try to get it yourself. But it's it's going to be quite the uh, quite the experience when we do Look, go live okay. at some point. Ten episodes from now. I I just want to. I have an excuse for tonight. Hold on. I'll find it. Oh God. Now, Scott, remember when we're live, there's stuff like this episode. I had to edit out like 30 minutes of stuff you brought up, which is great conversation, but stuff that just cannot be said. Not right now. In a few uh, years, oh. maybe. Yes. Scott. At uh, 3.29 p.m. Scott, the show is dependent on your drunkenness for engagement tonight. Yes, I did send you that. And you delivered. You did. Yes, you did. 19 pieces of so, show prep. I'm literally reading a text from the boss. <laughs> 3.29 p.m. Robert Berger, Scott, the show is dependent on your drunkenness for engagement tonight. Good job, Scott. You really came through for us. Oh, <laughs> you, uh... So, so, there we go. Good to... I decided to drink... I decided to drink 18 beers. Good. Whatever. Scott Boris is dedicated to the Far Aim podcast. Yes. And the listener yes. enjoyment. And and the boss will the fo- think twice next time before he texts me <laughs> and tells me that the show is dependent on my drunkenness. Okay. Um, email we're about to get into. I have an email. We have multiple email. The most popular show that we've ever done, as far as us receiving email, was the airplane ownership. Um, I got an email from that from Eric says, hey, heard you guys wanted to hear how the latest episode went. From my perspective, it was great hearing about owning your own airplane. Was good to hear the pro and con thoughts from guys that have actually owned. I am pretty new to the aviation world and just recently got my private private pilot's license. I've done some show prep as well uh, with Jin. Um, (laughs) Private pilot's license, but plan to own my own airplane one day. I heard I heard a lot of things I've never really thought about. So appreciate the podcast, Eric, who is also Air One K from the Apple Podcast Reviews. Uh, or this is some guy claiming to be that guy. There's no way to prove it. No, uh, but I I I give this gentleman, the Eric, the benefit of the doubt that he's yeah. genuine. And yeah. um, the internet's wild, wild west still. Um, Seriously. So yeah, read this. We, act, we we've got another email from that episode, uh, which I'm not going to read now. That actually um, inspired Lee and I to make an episode about that should be coming up. We want to try to do it as soon as possible, but I'm trying to get another guest on. I think would be pertinent. He just he's about to retire in December. Has some questions about some specific airplanes that he wants to buy for sport pilot stuff. And um, used well. Scott's done a lot of show prep, not pertinent to this one. I'll 
we'll cover it later. Um, but yeah, we're um we're so we're gonna do another episode this season, 2020, uh, about aircraft ownership. Answer that email. I'll read that email at the time. And you know, one thing that I'm really dying to know, everyone, is do I suck? Do you not want me on the show? Because what I'm hearing, oh, stop well, I know it, the answer is I suck. But I mean, the best performing have, episodes uh, are when I'm not even there. No, it's the title. That's not, that's not true. Not, just that one. People were clicking one. on the title Only the one. for the private know. pilot. Which means I appreciate you guys more, trying to make me feel better. We need more episodes that. on private pilot stuff. Wait. I think, I think people are just they're kind of tired of facts and reasons. But I can't you know? be my jovial self like when I have a a yeah, career. Okay, like you know, you know what I mean. Like at, I have to uphold the standard of my career. Look path. at the way the culture is going, Lee. Look at the way. Yeah. What do you mean? Okay. Which the cities that are burning down. Okay, let's. Those are the coolest cities. Those are the coolest cities in the country. Scott, stop, or I'm gonna have to start editing stuff out. Lee, you're still dry, <laughs> factual based, even when we're not recording. Um, trying to tell Scott and I we're crazy. Um, Most, we have. Yeah. No, we honestly, have, I think. I think we make a good dynamic. It's, I'm way too drunk tonight. I, I'll admit, and most of the time I am too drunk. But. I feel like Rob kind of keeps the show. Obviously, he's the the center that keeps the show going and stable and in the right direction. I'm the jackass that says stupid shit, but but keeps people entertained. And Lee, we got we have to have somebody that has the voice of reason, that has the knowledge and the in, the actual information that's pertinent to what we're talking about. And that's you. I would disagree. Maybe. I think that sums it up. Um, and I just don't want to let everybody down. I don't. Look, you're not letting anybody the, down. I'm gonna. Somebody, somebody's gotta I'm be gonna the, read. Somebody's gotta be the informative. I'm gonna voice. read a review here, Lee. And when I say his username, it's just a it's a cop out trying to suck up to you. Uh, five stars, great stuff, awesome podcast, student pilot here, getting ready for my flight exam. Love listening to you guys. Funny and very informative. Okay. We got Scott funny, Lee, very informative. Would be cool if you do an episode on flight planning cross country, XC flying sometime. Keep up the good work. Uh, Piper flyer 68 from the United States. My man, my man. Clearly Piper flyer is a, uh, Hat tilt to Lee. Scott and I are more Cessna it must leaning. Be. It must be. And Lee oh. loves the uh, Piper. But yeah, thank you, Mr. Piper Flyer yes, 68. Sir. Yes, sir. Um, I would I love to do an episode about, about the cross-country I'm planning. libertarian, so I don't have any problem with Piper Flyer. You know. <laughs> like, whatever lifestyle choice they want to live is fine. <laughs> well, I agree. I agree. I agree with like, you. I agree you know, with you. Like, I don't. I'm not necessarily okay with that lifestyle, but if that's the choice they want to make, that's fine. You know. What about like a Meridian or like a Malibu? Yeah, I mean, as, as a libertarian, you know, I accept that. Okay. Okay. It's not about, okay, it's more about tolerance than it is about acceptance. Like, I tolerate that. You, it's fine. You tolerate Piper owners is what you're saying. Or Piper fans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm you're very saying, open. Like, so if you want to talk about a meridian, you ever, see the, you ever see the South Park episode that explains tolerance versus acceptance? I have. Like tolerance is tolerance is like you are fine with whatever other people choose, but you don't have to actually like accept their lifestyle. You don't have to join it. You know. Well, no, we know that, but no. Yeah. So you, there may be some misinformation like, there. It's a piper. You as a Piper person, I accept you. I accept you. Mean you, you tolerate. I tolerate. Me. I tolerate you. Yeah. Scott's done a lot of show prep. Everyone. I mean, he's really, really. I've done 18, 19 show prep. Nineteen show prep. Scott's done. <laughs> so yeah. good. Dedicated as always. Yeah. As 
I, I don't think I should have to read the text again from the boss. <laughs> but I'm just literally followed instructions. All right, let's, I literally follow, followed instructions. Scott, Scott, is, Scott is the host of the month of the Foreign Podcast. Scott, do you have anyone uh, you want to thank hey. in specific this evening? No. I, we got to read the do, emails. Do. Let's outro. Okay. This. All right. I just want to make sure that didn't pop up later. Email, as I said, robertberger.com live for more info. I'm going to, nothing's built yet, but I'm going to edit this and I'm going to be like, man, I just, I did a several show preps, not quite as much as Scott. Um, now, <laughs> this is a fun term, the show preps. I don't know how we, I, I took like to it. The, took to the 40th episode for us to come up with the I show I really prep like reference. it. It's great. Um, so I'm going to be editing this about to publish it when it's published. And I'm going to have to make this whole page on RobertBurger.com. But I'm going to force myself to do it. Um, make like an email sign up thing uh, if you are interested in how we are going to go live. Because I have somewhat of an idea, but I'm not going to articulate it yet. And we'll have uh, the details. Only that we're going to do it in 2021 starting then. So if you're interested in that, RobertBurger.com. And then I'll I'll put live in the in the menu or something or, or backslash live the actual page, um, email. Uh, sign up for that email if you're interested in the live stuff or if you just want to email us and or uh, email is our preferred method of communication. Uh, my email is f a r a i m at robertberger.com. b e r g e r is the German way, not the sandwich way. Mr. Griffin is F-A-R-A-I-M at LeeGriffing.com, G-R-I-F-F-I-N-G. And Mr. Boris, the podcast host of the Far Aim of the Month, is um, F-A-R-A-I-M at ScottBoris.com, B-O-R-E-S. And um, yeah, I got the email. I got the review we got. I'm pretty sure that's all I got to do. Mention the live thing. Um Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank Lee's you. Lee's so probably going to. Scott. Yeah. Is my... We appreciate that. Okay. We, appreciate we do it. want feedback. We do thank want feedback. Thank you. We, we, we appreciate all countries. So, not just the United States. We love the United States the most, but there are other countries like China. So, thank you, Xi Jinping. We are currently banned from China. Um, and I just want to thank Xi Jinping. got the highest grades out of the three of us um yes traffic pattern actually did i graduated with a very well very good gpa scott or lee and i were excited to graduate yes <laughs> actually i wouldn't say very good it was like a 3.6 you're oh my God, that was five, two maybe. points higher than me both yeah. of your parents were teachers though so the only I reason i graduated with that teacher. high of a gpa honestly the only reason i graduated that high of a gpa is because my junior year, I went to a vocational school, which was like where all the retards go. Oh, you can't say that word. Where all the hold on. When did you go to a vocational school? Ju- junior junior year, I went to a vocational school. This is and getting then, off the roads. I just I realized know, now that Rob meant both of your parents, meaning both of your parents. I thought he meant like both yeah. of your parents, like you and me. Both our parents were teachers. He meant both. Two no. of your parents. Yeah. My parents are both that teachers. That makes sense. That was, wow. Yeah. Junior year, I went to a vacational school, which if you don't get a straight A's at this particular school, you're retarded. <laughs> well, I got straight A's. And then senior year, my brother's girlfriend was like, I'm smarter than you. And I'm like, I could get higher grades than you if I wanted to. I just don't try. And she was like, Want to 
want to bet or want, we didn't bet money, but she's like, no, you can't whatever. And I'm like, I guarantee I can get a higher grade than you if I actually try. And so we did. Cause we were in like all the same classes together. And I ended up with like, I don't know. I got, I got really, I didn't get straight A's, but I got like a couple B's or something, but I, I got a higher GPA than she did. Oh, I don't doubt that. So I won. So I won. I knew. Just, so- but that's the only reason I, that's the only reason I graduated with a good GPA because of Ehovi and my brother, Nikki. Well, Rob, you know Nikki. Yes. I met Nikki yeah. back in the day. She, yeah, you probably did. Barely. I think Barely. she, I think she tried to, she tried to buy something at your airport. That's a story for once. another day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know. I forgot guys, about guys, that story. She used to. She tried to buy something that uh, at your family's business. I don't. I don't remember. What it I was. don't remember what it is either, though. For like, yeah. for real. I don't. I don't. No, I don't Lee know. literally wasn't there. This is a prank that you and I did, Scott. Lee was literally not <laughs> yeah, there. So there's yeah. no reason why we should remember yeah. this. Yeah. We yeah. had a mechanic. Yeah. We told him what was going on. He thought it was hilarious. She was. She was in need for. Or some something and she was in need for a um a product that at the time was more illegal yeah. in the United States than it is now. Um yeah it's it's and quite popular in Colorado. She said, how now. Much, she said how much how much can you get us? And I believe my response was we work at an airport, how much do you want? So we Scott basically pretended like we had all these connections, which is totally false because Scott and I have no. We, we have, didn't. We didn't have we any had connections. No connections. Yeah. Uh, you guys may have had more connections than you thought. Maybe, but like, Scott, yeah, well, maybe, but Scott, Scott yeah. and I didn't. Scott and I didn't have like any like solid connections to get drugs, but like at really no. any point in our no. lives. But so we, you no. were texting her. And convinced her that you did because you worked at yeah. an airport. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, people are flying the stuff in. She wanted some, basically, she wanted some wacky tobacco. Yes. And Scott convinced her that there on, was just it. loads and loads coming into this airport that we worked at, which was completely false. And so, but to keep the prank going, he didn't tell her that. He's like, oh, yeah, how much do no, you need? Yeah. Yeah. So her and right. her friend came to the airport. To buy this off of you. I gave them we f- a bag of grass, we, but it was in a large plastic bag, so I rolled it up several times so they couldn't see what was in it. They could just see that there was something green inside of the We literally plastic. went to the side of the hangar and grabbed a bunch of grass. Yes. At the last minute, like we finally sealed the deal. Like, okay, we're coming to get it. Like We negotiated all day. Like we We're screwing with them like price and amount. We're like going back and forth all day. And finally, she's like, all right, we're on our way. We'll be there in two minutes. We're like, oh, shit. We need a plastic bag to put this in. We're like, we go into the shop and get a plastic bag, and we're like ripping grass out of the ground and stuffing it in the bag and rolling it up. Made it. We made rolled it, it up. So like, convincing they couldn't. At night. <laughs> made it look how. And we even told them. I remember telling them, like, I slipped it down inside the door, and I'm like, I'm like, there's cameras everywhere around here. Don't pull it out until you get a couple miles down the road before you pull it she out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gives me, gives me the money. And then like, like two minutes later, they come whipping they back were in. So like, mad. They were, Oh, they were so mad. <laughs> so mad. Actually, Nikki, my brother's girlfriend was not that mad. It was her friend. She was kind of laughing. Like she was mad, but she was laughing. But the, her best friend was like super oh, pissed. Oh yeah. So pissed. And she was like screaming about her her weed that she wanted. And I'm like, calm down. Because there's people, you know, <laughs> this was like five in the afternoon. And there's still people around. I'm like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> I'm like, don't don't be yelling that. Oh, oh my man. god, that's hilarious! Because Nikki, Nikki, I remember Nikki uh, was ticked, but like it didn't. She knew us well enough where she, it didn't right. surprise her at all that we she, did that. Yeah, she was ticked, but like she was like, "Okay, I should have seen this coming," <laughs> you know. 
That's yeah. the thing. When you guys are doing pranks, you guys commit pretty well. Oh, we, oh, yeah. That took us. That took. That took a good eight hours to seal that deal. <laughs> We've done some epic stuff because because we literally knew nothing about marijuana. You were googling it on your nothing. phone. This is like back. No, yeah, we were googling it on my phone, and then I had to ask somebody that we, we that we know, a friend of ours that used to smoke it. We we were texting him like, if you were gonna buy like. If you were going to buy weed, like, what would you say? Like, oh, well, tell them that you want this and this, you know. So we did. And she's like, that's not a very good deal. She's like, that's that's too expensive. So then we, we were going back and forth on price for like a couple hours, just screwing with them. Yeah. Like, no, we, we needed some assistance on that particular prank just because of our lack yeah, of knowledge. Yeah, we, of I have no idea. Like, I, I've never smoked weed in my life. Like, I'm like, I don't I don't know what to say. Right, totally. I don't I don't know. What, you know. I don't know anything about it. I don't know what, what it costs or what, what the terminology is. I totally forgot about that. What I do remember though is I um this was a like an airport, small airport, Sandusky that had like intercoms all over the hangars and everything. And <laughs> yeah. uh, like this is pre really like cell phone. This is back in the day, like cell phones were like somewhat new they're just just it, out it, it, like you didn't have smartphones you had flip phones it just and like, got to the point where like kind of everyone the old track phones everyone had a no you phone. had a track phone sky you had a track phone rob you had a razor didn't you have a razor i had a blackberry what'd you have before the blackberry um i don't even remember oh man i had an nv2 i remember that so anyway you're still getting calls at like work so uh They'd call over, like they'd call in and then they'd announce it over the PA system so you could like pick up a phone like in one of the hangars yeah, and like, like Rob, you have call. a call on line two. Rob exactly. line two, please. Yeah. Yeah. So I called I called um the the office from my cell phone that I had. And as Scott was feeling a plane walking back to the office, yeah. and I go your name was. I, go, well, I believe you don't give. You didn't give your real name. No, though. no. What was I, your name? I said. Um, I said. Uh, oh, I, is Scott Boris there? And she says, like, "Oh, oh, yeah. Um, um, he's he's around. Let me let me page him. Who's calling?" I said, uh, "Mr. Mehoff." Um, I go, Jack. <laughs> he's like, "Okay, well, hold on, hold Jack. on, one moment." <laughs> so he goes, "Who the whole talk to?" Is it Jack? Jack Mehoff. The whole airport intercom system is like Scott Boris, Mr. Mehoff on line two. There's a Jack Mehoff line two, please. It was <laughs> echoed through the whole airport. <laughs> Scott's just like, oh my God. When I came up there, like, she's like, there's a, a Jack Mehoff called you. I'm like, oh, it's so hard not to just die laughing. Who, but who I couldn't answered even... the phone? Yeah. And yeah. And and probably edit yeah, that yeah. name out, but I'll beep it. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> Jim, who's like basically my partner in the plane, like I own it, but I consider him a partner because I don't can do anything with that plane. I don't wash it. I don't fuel it. I don't do anything. This is like your 18th time having this conversation. I know. Okay. We're off the record now. Okay. We're off the record. Why are you explaining not, it yeah. to us then? <laughs> That's another good point. Because I fucking drank 19 <laughs> beers, dickhead. Is it 19? 18. I need another 15, one. 16, I'm good at 19, that. 18. I'm on my. I'm on 19. I'm 18 and a half. Oh, okay. So, all right. So, so Jim's doing your annual. 